so today we are doing canto 10 part 4 this is chapter 74 uh, yesterday we finished one chapter which was about how lord krishna blessed the liberated kings that is 20800 kings who were captured by <coughs> jarasandha so from their forest from the forest where they were kept over there and how they were given the grace of sri krishna and how they were able to get out of it out of their bully duties so that was the last that we did now we are doing a new chapter called the deliverance of shishupal now if you remember shishupal is the one who was interested in getting married to rukmini and rukma was he rukma is his friend so rukma wanted shishupal to get married to his sister but rukmini sends a letter to sri krishna saying that uh, please take me out of this place kidnap me so krishna kidnaps her and gets married to her so that is and shishupal is now very angry over what has happened so after that now we are doing this chapter called the deliverance of shishupal at the rajasuya sacrifice So Sukhdev Goswami said, having thus heard of the killing of Jarasand, and also of mighty Krishna's wonderful power, King Yudhishthir addressed the Lord as follows with great pleasure. Sri Yudhishthir said, "All the exalted spiritual masters of the three worlds, together with the inhabitants and the rulers of the various planets, carry on their heads your command, which is rarely obtained." So. Sri Krishna has come back to Indraprastha. Now they are going to have the Rajasuya Yagya. Rajasuya Yagya is being carried out to commemorate the greatness of Sri Krishna, and that is the reason why they were doing it. So at that point in time, after he has killed Jarasand and come back with the two brothers, that is Bhim and Arjun, so Yudhishthir is glorifying him, Sri Krishna, and he is telling him that. in all the three worlds you know whatever number of gurus that are there whatever spiritual masters that are there in these three worlds you sri krishna is the highest of them and he carries the commands for those people as well that you the supreme lord accept the orders of the wretched fools who presume themselves rulers is a great pretense on your part o all pervading ruler o all pervading one now in the material world there are certain rulers in certain kingdoms like say for example jarasand was in a place called magadh likewise there is indraprastha where yudhishthir is likewise there are various kings in various domains various kingdoms and sri krishna is giving them credit he is behaving like one of the small persons over there and bowing down to other kings also so though yudhishthir knows that he is the highest of the highest that is he is the lord himself why does he have to buy bow down to everybody so that is the reason why he says this but of course the power of the absolute truth the supreme soul the primeval one without a second is neither increased nor diminished by his activities any more than the sun's power by its movements 
normally for a human being to bow down to another person is the most difficult thing in the world you know how difficult it is to bow down to somebody else if you are a big person then to touch the feet of a younger person is extremely tough imagine if there is a great leader like let us say obama and here we have a small country not as uh, rich as that <coughs> and he were to meet say um, uh, our prime minister okay and if the rule was to bow down to him do you think that he would bow down to modi no he would say i am equal to you they will follow protocols you know protocols are so very important the prime minister has to be met by the secretary of state at the at the airport prime minister is equivalent to the secretary of state in the other countries so if a president of india goes to america the president of that country will go and meet him that is a protocol so in the material world the protocols are followed but where sri krishna is concerned he doesn't follow any protocols he can bow down to anybody he can be a servant in anybody's house he will do whatever he feels like so the question is this what he says is though of course everybody knows that he is the absolute truth he is the supreme soul the primeval one without a second his power is neither increased nor decreased he doesn't have he doesn't have anything to bother his head about you know in the sense that krishna is not concerned whether by bowing down to somebody he is going to get that person's blessings or that person is going to give him the power you know okay come on i will support you nothing like that or neither is krishna going to do anything like that so the idea is there is neither give or take of anything that is going to happen his his uh, glory glories are not going to get increased so understand this is neither increased nor diminished by his activities any more than the sun's power by its movements the sun is moving through various you know planetary systems i'm sure you know in astrology it is mentioned so his sun sun is in one particular quadrant what happens to that doesn't make a difference to the sun the sun is a sun does it make a difference to him likewise to the lord it doesn't make a difference even if he bows down to anybody becomes a servant in somebody's house uh, you know touches the feet of somebody or he is a ruler of some place or he is not doing anything at all he is just sitting in one place doing nothing at all does it make a difference to him no o un- unconquerable madhava even your devotees make distinction of i and mine you and yours for this is the perverted mentality of animals the perverted mentality of animals is i me myself this is mine you know animals this is a, this is a very strange line i am sure you can understand this line very well we all have these tendencies in us what is the tendency this is mine i own this i am like this i am like that so what he is saying over here to sri krishna is your devotees that means all the sages that are there with you all the devotees your true devotees they never make any distinction of i me myself or this is mine or this is yours they don't say anything like that but the whole world otherwise is bothered about i me myself and this is mine this is yours 
and everybody has that kind of a relationship and this the people do, who do this he says they are perverted animals Sukhdev Goswami said having said this King Yudhishthir waited until the proper time for the sacrifice at hand then with Lord Krishna's permission he selected suitable priest all expert authorities of the Vedas to execute the sacrifice so after this now they are getting ready for the Rajasuya Yagya so what is happening is King Yudhishthir now you have to take out the proper timing the timing is important remember even during the birth of Sri Krishna they said no the timing was very very important likewise the timing is important so they take out a proper time for the sacrifice then they take Lord Krishna's permission and then all the priests and everything all paraphernalia is gathered he selected Krishna Dwapayana Bhardwaja, Sumantu, Gotama and Asita among with Vashishta, Chavana, Kanva, Maitriya, Kavasa and Trita. He also selected Vishwamitra, Vamadev, Sumati, Jaimini, Kratu, Paila, Parashara as well as Garga, Vaishampanya, Artharva, Kashyapa, Dhamya, Rama and Bhargavas, Asuris, Asuri, Vitihotra, Madhuchanda, Virasana and Artharthvarna. All these people were gathered over there to do this particular yagya. So they were all sent invitations and they all came. Okay, others who were invited included Dronacharya, Bhishma, Kripa, Dhritarashtra with his sons Vidura and wise Vidura and other Brahmanas, Kshatriyas, Vaishyas, Shudras all eager to witness the sacrifice. Indeed, all the kings came there with their entourage. The Brahmana priest then ploughed the sacrificial ground with golden ploughshares and initiated King Yudhishthir for the sacrifice in accordance with the tradition set down by the standard authorities. So now they are going to perform the actual sacrifice. The utensils used in the sacrifice were made of gold just as the ancient Rajasuya performed by Lord Varuna, Indra, Brahma, Shiva and other planetary rulers. rulers. The Siddhas and the Gandharvas with their entourage, the Vidyadharas, the great serpents, sages, Yakshas, Rakshasas, celestial birds, Kinnara, Charanas and earthly kings all were invited. And indeed they all came from every direction to the Rajasuya sacrifice of King Yudhishthir, the son of Pandu. They were not in the least astonished to see the opulence of the sacrifice since it was quite appropriate for a devotee of Lord Krishna. The priests as powerful as gods performed the Rajasuya sacrifice for King Yudhishthir in accordance with the Vedic injunctions just as the demigods had previously performed it for the Varuna. On the day of extracting the Soma juice, King Yudhishthir properly and very attentively worshipped the priest and the most exalted personality of the assembly. The member of the assembly then pondered over who among them should be worshipped first. But since there were many personalities qualified for this honor, they were unable to decide. Finally, Sahadev spoke up. So now, everything is getting ready over there for this particular sacrifice. Now let us see exactly how this whole sacrifice is going to happen. Just one moment. This is a little bit uncomfortable. Sahadeva said, certainly it is Achyuta. 
the supreme personality of Godhead and the chief of the Yadavas, who deserve the highest position. In truth, he himself comprises all the demigods worshipped in sacrifice, along with such aspects of the worship as the sac- sacred place, the time and the paraphernalia. The entire universe is founded upon him, as are the great sacrificial performances with their sacred fires, oblations and mantras. Sankhya and Yoga both aim towards him, the one without a second. O assembly members, that unborn Lord, relying solely on himself, creates, maintains and destroys this cosmos by his personal energies and thus the existence of the universe depends on him alone. Now, every now and then you have seen this kind of a verses keep on coming. Now, this is nothing but praises to the Lord. See, remember this. Whether we are doing anything specific, say in, in our life also, what do we do? We always, uh, you know, if we are starting something big or we are going inaugurating a house, uh, we are going for some big function or whatever, you know, uh, maybe even a wedding or maybe it's a big... Uh, Uh, activity that we are going to do naturally we have to first pray we are praying for to the Lord here also it's something great is happening so naturally it is very very important for us to pray a few days ago there was some there was a satsang in which I was telling them that in India you know it's a very funny tradition the tradition looks very funny for every material person in this material world you know in our house even if you get a washing machine, a grinder mixer or even a very simple toaster also, the mother puts tikas, you know, she will put tikka and she will do some puja. I'm sure you have seen this happen. And then she will put it in front of God and pray to that particular thing and say, say to God, you know, thank you very much for giving this and all. So you really, I mean, as a modern person you will wonder what is this nonsense people are doing these are you know superstitions these are absolute superstitions and why should we bow down to this kind of a thing come on it's a washing machine it's not god isn't that what we think it's such a common thinking it's a washing machine come on it's not god and yes when we get some school books we also put some little tikka and do some prayers for the school books also so you think oh what nonsense is that? It's a book, man. I'm just going to throw it in the dustbin after I finish reading it. Or I'm just going to chuck it away somewhere. Again, you buy a car, you do all the puja. You know, I'm sure everybody does that. You go to the temple and then put some nariyal and some, some limbus and stuff like that. And I don't know, all the black stuff and the red stuff. <laughs> Everything is done and all the aarti is done. We all wonder, okay, what is this nonsense? I mean, there must be some definitive reason why these people do this. There is a very, very important reason. And that reason cannot be understood by common thinking. The way we have our thinking, we cannot understand. You see, everything, everything has to be offered to the Lord first. We have to offer everything to the Lord. Right? Now let us take a toaster. Why do you have to offer it to the Lord? Because the Lord then give it, gives it back to you as a prasad. So you say, Lord, thank you very much for giving me a toaster. Okay? 
and then the toaster you are going to use it when it comes as a gift from the lord back to you see you are giving it to the lord and the lord is giving it back to you anything associated with it the lord is responsible for whatever that comes to you it is by proxy isn't it he has now given the gift to you he has returned it to you as a prasad the prasad is free from all contaminations of karma right all contaminations of karma are removed from it now if all contaminations of karma are removed from it naturally when you are going to put your toast when you are going to put the bread slices in it and the thing is going to heat up you know millions of small creatures are getting killed because of your heating action so who is responsible for the karma of that because now the lord has given it to you and you are using it the karma is not yours but if with ego you say no no it's mine why should i give it to the lord first i bought it with my money and you put your toast in it and you put your bread in it and you put it on without showing it to the lord so you are using it directly isn't it so you are responsible for whatever is going wrong inside that place also no so the karma is yours everything associated with it is yours you are going to get into very big trouble sir so now please understand why we offer everything even the simplest of the implements are offered to the lord for what reason you know during a certain festival they put uh, dashara you know they put all the implements in front of god they wash them nicely clean them up whether it's a computer or a plow you know everything is kept in front of the lord or even a tractor for that matter does not matter the tractor or the plow don't you think it is removing so many kidas makodas from below it's killing them no and on that you are going to grow your grains so are you not getting into the karma of killing so many people so many lives not people lives you have killed millions and billions so you are all responsible for it and that is the reason why the karma happens to you but if you show it to the lord and tell him lord accept my you know whatever that thing that you have bought but don't tell him like this you know abhi tu use karne ke baad mere ko dega to sab tera problem hai mera problem nahi hai that is not the way to do <laughs> otherwise you will say come on lord this is shortcut method okay now here you have eaten it no now let me eat it so problems are yours okay no nothing like that it is it is to be done with a very clean heart and prayers have to be said prayers important prayers so that is what he is doing rajasu yagya it's a yagya yagya is where they are going to burn a lot of stuff in that kun isn't it no they are going to pour oblations in it how many billions and millions of creatures are going to get killed in that plus so many problems may be you know happening which they cannot even see because karma happens knowingly or unknowingly see whatever karma happens knowingly or unknowingly you are responsible there are no two ways about it don't say na i don't know about it there is no i don't know 
you do something wrong knowingly or unknowingly you are responsible for it and when you are responsible for it you better take all the responsibility and understand that's your karma you have to bear it the losses or the gains are yours only right so we will continue further therefore the entire universe is founded upon him as are the great superficial performances with their sacrificial performance with their sacred fires oblations and the mantras sankhya and yoga aim both towards him the one with without a second o assembly members that unborn lord relying solely on himself creates maintains destroys the cosmos by his personal energies and thus the end existence of the universe depends on him alone he creates the many activities of this world and thus by his grace the whole world endeavors for the ideals of religiosity economic development sense gratification and liberation you know these four words religiosity economic development sense gratification and liberation sound very strange in english bola ye sab kidhar tha ha bola na dharma arth kaam moksha wo jo hai na four things yeah that is called purushatva basically these are the four things we have come in this world for right <laughs> that is what he says therefore we should give the highest honor to krishna the supreme lord if we do so we will be honoring all living beings and also our own selves so sadev so is saying these words anyone who wishes the honor to give to the reciprocated infinitely should honor krishna the perfectly peaceful and perfectly complete soul of all beings the supreme lord who views nothing as separate from himself so we should always honor sri krishna got it sukhdev goswami continued having said this sadev who understood lord krishna's powers felt silent and having heard these words all the saintly people present congratulated him excellent excellent exclaiming excellent excellent the king was delighted to hear this pronouncement of the brahmanas from which he understood the mood of the entire assembly overwhelmed with love he fully worshiped the lord krishna master of the senses so now yudhishthir is also doing the same thing sadev gave the first speech and he prayed to krishna and he said we honor you and now yudhishthir is also doing the same thing after bathing lord krishna's feet maharaj yudhishthir joyfully sprinkled the water upon his own head and then upon the heads of his wife brother other family members and ministers that water purifies the whole world so actually when you take the water of the feet of krishna there you remember the ganga flows from his feet no so you take the water from his feet and sprinkle it on everybody and is basically like a tirtha so it becomes very very holy that water purifies the whole world as you honored the lord with presentation of yellow silken garments and precious jewel ornaments the king's tear filled eyes prevented him from looking directly to the lord and they sent then they saw lord krishna thus honored nearly all who were present joined their palms reverentially exclaiming obeisance unto you of all victory to you and then bowed down to him flowers rained down from above the intolerant son of damaghosha became infuriated upon hearing the glorification of lord krishna's transcendental qualities he stood up from the seat and angrily waving his arms fearlessly spoke to the entire assembly the following harsh words against the supreme lord now the son of damaghosha i am sure you know him shishupal so he was there in the assembly 
So, what does he do? He gets very angry because they are praising Sri Krishna. Remember, he was the one who was there with Rukma, Rukmini. You remember the whole story once again. So, I have repeated it for you in the beginning. So, now he gets very angry. Shushupal said, The statement of the Vedas that time is the unavoidable controller of all has indeed been proven true, since the intelligence of the wise elders has now become diverted by the words of a mere boy. So now he is calling Sri Krishna a mere boy. O leaders of the assembly, you know best who is a fit candidate for being honoured. Therefore you should not heed the words of a child when he claims that Krishna deserves to be worshipped. So he is telling, Sadhya is saying all this nonsensical stuff and everybody is bowing down to Krishna. That is not a right thing to do. So what? So that fellow is a young fellow. What does he know? What does he understand? How can you pass the most exalted members of the assemblies, topmost sages dedicated to the absolute truth, endowed with the powers of austerity, divine insight and strict adherence to severe vows, sanctified by knowledge and worshipped even by the rulers of this universe? How does this cowherd boy, the disgrace of his family, deserve your worship any more than a crow deserves to eat the sacred Purodasha rice cake? Now, he is really getting very bugged about the whole issue. What does he do? He tells the entire assembly, What is this nonsense that you all are doing? You are bowing down to this cowherd boy? It's not a done thing. There are other saintly people over here. Because every, remember, all these people have come. Vashishta, Vishwamitra, everybody has come over there. So in, now those are great sages according to him. So he says, instead of bowing down to those people, you are bowing down to this uh, cowherd boy? This is not a done thing. It's like uh, he gave some examples of a crow and so on and so forth. How, how does one who follow no principles of the social and the spiritual orders or of family ethics, who has been excluded from all religious duties, who behaves whimsically and who has no good qualities, how does one, how does such a person deserve to be worshipped? Shishupal is asking this question. Now all these things which are mentioned over here. No principles of social and spiritual orders or family ethics. Krishna has done so many things. Now we have been doing all this entire books over here. And in everything wasn't there, you know, as per the material worldly wants, there are certain rules and regulations and Krishna has always flouted them, always broken them. They are basically done for teaching the good to human beings. And he is using the same thing. That means, <coughs> let, let's say for example, in one of the books it is mentioned that Sai Baba used to ask for Dakshana. That itself will be turned around to say, see, look at Sai Baba. He is such, such a poor fellow. He is like a bhikari. He is coming and asking for Dakshana. Or, why does a sage like him? Suppose he calls himself a sage. Suppose he calls himself Parabrahma or whatever. Why does he need money? Why does, he, why does anybody have to give him he can create his own money now by the power of his okay money is here he can do that now why do you have to pay him so these kind of questions are always asked by people about all the spiritual beings so here krishna is also being questioned like that krishna's you know integrity is being questioned so he says so in the family ethics also he has been excluded from all religious duties krishna is not a part of the religious duties that we do by the way you know, you will have to understand this. In religion, they do specific rituals. 
they call on all kinds of gods and religious beings. Where is Krishna called upon? Where is Krishna over there? Krishna is not there in most of this kind of religious functions. So he behaves whimsically. He behaves in the way he feels fit. So many examples can be given. He is a very whimsical character. And he has no good qualities according to him. So everything is construed in a negative manner by Shishupal. <coughs> Yayati cursed dynasty of these Yadavas. And ever since then they have been ostracized by you, honest men and addicted to liquor. How then does Krishna deserve to be worshipped? <coughs> Remember, there are stories where Yayati, the king, he had also cursed this entire dynasty. So he is now coming up with all these kind of examples. These Yadavas have abandoned the holy lands inhabited by the saintly sage and have instead taken shelter in the fortress in the sea, a place where no Brahminical principles are observed. They are just like thieves, they harass their subjects. So, instead of being near Indraprastha, near Delhi, you know, Vrindavan, Gokul, hmm, Brajdham, instead of being there, he has gone from that holy place to somewhere in some island, some godforsaken island. Where no Panditji will be found, no Brahmanas are going to practice over there. And then he is taxing people over there. So, Shishupal is coming up with all these kind of explanations. So, Deva Goswami continued, Bereft of all the good fortune, Shishupal spoke these and other insults. But the Supreme Lord said nothing. Just as a lion ignores a jackal's cry. Upon hearing such intolerable blasphemy of the Lord, Several members of the assembly covered their ears and walked out, angrily cursing the king of Chedi. Anyone who fails to immediately leave the place where he hears criticism of the Supreme Lord or his faithful devotee will certainly fall down bereft of all pious credit. So, let us say for example, if you hear somebody cursing the Lord or saying something bad, now, whether it's a supreme divine consciousness, whether it's the Lord Almighty, we should not be there sitting in the assembly at all. We should not even bother to be a part of that place. That means wherever there are atheistic dialogues going on or talk, people are talking such kind of nonsense about the Lord, it is, necessarily, it is necessary that you don't stay there. We are not there to fight with those people. We are not there to argue with them. So never be around over there. Second most important thing is the devotees of the Lord. The devotees of the Lord are the sages, the saints, the gurus. When they, when something bad is said about them, at that point in time you should not hear the nonsense that is being said about them. Most important thing for you to do is walk out of that place. Don't say a word. There is no point in arguing with the person who is such a foolish person. You can just walk out of that place and not say a single word. If you do, if you stay in such kind of places, this they will certainly fall down bereft of all pious credit. So whatever credit that you might have gathered in your life, you will lose it. Why do you want that to happen? So let us not stay in the place where they are going to talk bad about, ill about the Lord or the Gurus or the Saints or the Sages. Then the sons of Pandu became furious and together with the warriors of Matsya, Kaikeya and Sanjaya class, they rose up from their seats with weapons poised ready to kill Shishupal. <coughs> Undaunted, Shishupal then took up his sword and shield in the midst of all the assembled kings. O Bharatayan hurled insults at those who sided with Lord Krishna. So now, there were lots of people who didn't like this whole thing happening. 
So what do they do? They get very angry and they raise their weapons on Shishupal saying that how can you talk like this? Shishupal in turn raises his own weapon saying that see I can now understand who is taking his side. <clears throat> At that point the Supreme Lord stood up and checked his devotees. He then angrily sent forth his razor sharp disc and severed the head of his enemy as he was attacking. When Shishupal was thus killed, a great roar and owl went up from the crowd. Taking advantage of the disturbance, the few kings who were supported by Shishupal quickly left the assembly out of fear for their lives. So Krishna tells everybody, you stay away from this. It's between me and him. And then he sends his Sudarshan Chakra towards Shishupal and severs his head. In one stroke, he destroys Shishupal. Now there is a very big story behind all this thing. Though the story is not visible over here, but we will learn about the story once we come to the end. When Shishupal was thus killed, a great road. So everybody who is associating with Shishupal are very very scared and they also go away from that assembly. An effulgent light rose from Shishupal's body and as everyone watched, entered Lord Krishna just like a meteor falling from the sky to the earth. Now Shishupal, remember, is severed, his head is severed from the from his body. So a light emanates from Shishupal and enters the body of Sri Krishna. Now you may wonder, what is this strange thing? Shishupal is one of the greatest villains over there and why is he being honoured by Krishna? Doesn't it sound very funny? Obsessed with the hatred for Lord Krishna, throughout three lifetimes, Shishupal attained the Lord's transcendental nature. Indeed, one's consciousness determines one's future birth. So even in hatred, he kept on thinking about the Lord constantly. And that is the reason why he was one with the Lord. <coughs> Emperor Yudhishthir then gave generous gifts to the sacrificial priests and members of the assembly, properly honouring them all in the manner prescribed by the Vedas. He then took the Aubharta bath. Thus Sri Krishna, the lord of all the masters of mystic yoga, saw the successful execution of the great sacrifice on behalf of the king Yudhishthir. Afterwards, the lord stayed with his intimate friend for a few months at their earnest request. Then the lord, the son of Devaki, took the reluctant permission of the king and returned to the capital with the wives and his ministers. So, after killing Shishupal, they took a bath and so on and so forth and then the yagya was convert, created, you know, was done over there. And after that, they stayed there for a few days and then after that Krishna went back to his kingdom. I have already described to you the history of the two residents of Vaikunt who had to undergo repeated births in the material world because of being cursed by Brahmanas. Now remember, this goes back to the story where the, the doorkeepers, the doorkeepers, Jai Vijay, they were cursed by the Brahmanas and they had taken multiple births like Hiranyakasya, Hiranyaksha in the first one. The second one it was Ravan. You remember in Sri Ram's time it was Ravan and Kumbhakarna. The third time it is uh, over here it is Shishupal. Now both this time and all these times the same person is taking rebirth again and again and again. So three times they were supposed to be killed by the Lord. So the third time they are killed. Right? So Jarasandha and this fellow. 
purified by the final avartya ritual which marks the successful completion of the rajasuya sacrifice king yudhishthir shown among the assembled brahmanas and kshatriyas like the king of the demigods himself the demigods humans and residents of intermediate heavens are all properly honored by the king happily set forth their set off from the respective domains while singing the praises of lord krishna and the great sacrifice after that everybody takes off in their own planes or whichever you know horses chariots and they go back to their place all were satisfied except sinful duryodhana the personification of age of quarrel and the disease of the kuru dynasty he could not bear to see the flourishing opulence of the son of pandu so what happens the only person over there who is not liking this whole thing is duryodhana so we are going back to the mahabharata stage okay so here the beginning of the stage happens because duryodhana is going to get humiliated very shortly by what is going to happen one who recites these activities of the lord vishnu includes the killing of shishupal the deliverance of the kings and the performance of the rajasuya sacrifice is freed from all sins so after listening to this story i'll tell you what happened to shishupal now uh, we will not be able to do the next chapter but so we will stop over here but i'll tell you the story of shishupal shishupal's mother now is it was very well known that shishupal was a very haughty person and he was always interested in getting his ways whatever that was needed so his mother who is a great devotee of krishna tells krishna krishna please don't do anything to my son you know you should not kill him you should not do anything to him i know he is a person who is very bad and mean so krishna promises his mother that yes i will not do anything finally what he does is simply this that he waits for shishupal to complete his 100 sin and once his sin is completed when in the last assembly he goes and curses krishna of all those things naturally that is the last of it that is the time which he had given his mother as a promise that i will wait till the 100 sin is committed and after that i'll kill him so the 100 sin against the lord is committed and that is the time he kills him that is the story behind all this thing so we have come to the end of this chapter so we will stop over here because the next chapter is quite different all right so we can stop here